Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's David Smith. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Illinois Family Spotlight. My name is David Smith. I'm the executive director of Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. And sitting with me today as my co-host is the Bishop of Truth, yes, Reverend Caesar LaFleur. That's me. <laughs> all right, all right. A big round of applause. Big standing ovation for Caesar LaFleur. All right. And with us today, we have a special guest, Pastor Charles Moody, who comes from the Inglewood slash Washington Park area of the city of Chicago. He is a missionary to Chicago for the Assembly of God's Church. And uh, Pastor LaFleur, you have more information about his background. Yeah, I was excited about having him on yes. to talk to him because I wanted our listeners to not only come to know who he is. He's a really interesting man. He's a man of God, a vitally important of part of ministry in Inglewood, but also he is a pro-life pastor. He Amen. is a black pro-life pastor who's unashamedly pro-life. And he's working on some ministry in Inglewood that's going to transform Inglewood from a place that uh, has a reputation of death right, and right. destruction to a place that's known as the center of life. One, one of the more it's violent places absolutely. in the city. So what, yep. God couldn't have placed them any, uh, any more appropriately. That's right. Placed them right Amen. there. Amen. Pastor Moody is an ordained minister with the Assemblies of God. Pastor Moody is the lead pastor at Chicago City Life Center. I love the name of that church. He's a former presbyter of the District Council of the Assemblies of God uh, in New York. Reverend Moody was a youth pastor at Young. Christian Assembly. We forgive you for coming from New York. He was also the, the sectional youth director for the Bronx, Manhattan, and Westchester County. You were all up in New York. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> Reverend Moody has the dynamic ministry going on there, and we're glad to have you. Welcome, Pastor Moody. Yes, welcome. It's great to be here today. Good. Pastor Moody, look, uh, I got an opportunity to meet you. We have some mutual friends, Pastor Lewis Reeves, uh, uh, who's on my uh, on my team in the Illinois family, uh, introduced me to you and some other pastors in Inglewood as I made a presentation about the public school exit. And so I got to know you and got to know what you were all about. I got a chance to come down and see your ministry at work. Just talk a little bit about your ministry there in the Inglewood area. Well, 10 years ago, the Lord called my wife and I and our two boys to the south side of Chicago mm -hmm. um, to have a whole life ministry, have a holistic life. Um, the spiritual condition of man is the most important Amen. before we could deal with anything else. Yeah. So the Lord called us to, but not just deal with the spiritual man, but to deal with the whole man. So that meant mental health, mm -hmm. that meant academics, um, physical, um, education, um, to deal with a family, deal with the family, the whole thing, so much so that the Lord called us to live in the community with the people so that they could see what it looks like to have a whole family, what a healthy family looks like. Um, so we moved to the south side of Chicago to minister to those who are involved in um, drugs, 
those who are involved in prostitution, those who are involved in gangs, those who are who sell drugs, those who have been incarcerated, at-risk teens, and to share the gospel with them, mm. but not to share the gospel with them and serve them, but to let them know that God has a plan and a purpose for their life Amen. and that he wants to use them right now. Mm-hmm. Amen. So that's that's been like what God has called us to do in a, in a, in a nutshell, you mm-hmm. could say. And so you were sent to Chicago as a missionary to Chicago. Now, let me tell you, when we moved to Chicago, mm-hmm. we left New York with no job and no church. All we had was a call. Mm-hmm. So when we left New York, I had no church. Mm-hmm. I had no job. The only thing that I had was a call to serve on the South Side. And my wife and I, we packed up a U-Haul and we moved to Chicago without a church. I only knew one person. That's what I was going to ask. Did in you Chicago. Know, did one, you know people? One person. His name is Spencer Jones. Yeah, Spencer and, Jones. Yeah, Southside. Yep. Yeah. And he planted churches mm-hmm. um, all over urban America. And I shared with him this vision that the Lord has given me. And his desire was, you know what? We have five locations that truly need a pastor like you. And um New Inglewood was the community that he said needs a pastor that's going to do a whole life ministry right. and bring life. Yeah, he's a great man of God mm-hmm. and very close to my family. So you, you wind up in Inglewood, mm-hmm. and uh, and I want to know a little bit about your pro-life bona fides, mm-hmm. you know, because I, for years I've been working uh, as an advocate for life, trying to resist abortion, joining organizations, starting organizations, especially trying to get pastors motivated and activated mm-hmm. uh, over the abortion issue, trying mm-hmm. to get them to be more active and preach about it and stand against it. And so a lot of times we ran up against resistance because yeah. of what it would cost, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to take that position. So it's always refreshing. It's mm-hmm. been encouraging when you run into an openly, unabashedly, unashamed mm-hmm. pro-life pastor like yourself. Right. How did you come to this? What led you to this? Well, really prayer. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Prayer was the number one thing. Uh, and I realized that the Lord hates the shedding of innocent blood. Yes, he says it. <laughs> right. That's his word. Yeah. He, he hates the shedding of right. innocent blood. But the reality is that I was a part of two abortions mm-hmm. um, and before I was a Christian. And um, and when we started praying and started to see like the God hated this thing and that the Lord has forgiven me. The initial point was we wanted people to know that they didn't have to take the life of their child. Mm-hmm. Um, but those who have, that there is forgiveness, forgiveness yes. for their sins. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so my wife and I, we were part of a group called um, Bound for Life mm-hmm. chapter in New York. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when we were there, we were individuals that could speak not from what the textbooks are saying mm-hmm. or not a story, but we could share our own story. Your own experiences. Yeah. How we still have the scars of abortions on our life sure. and we don't want anyone to experience mm-hmm. the things that we have experienced in our life mm-hmm. as a father now. Yeah. And, um, and, and I will share with people to this day, sometimes I always, like I always wanted daughters. Mm-hmm. And the enemy will always try to remind you of that, your past. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you you probably aborted your mm-hmm. daughter, but mm-hmm. I have to remember that God has forgiven me. But I don't want anyone to go through that. Mm-hmm. So, so much so that my wife and I was part of Bound for Life, and we used to pray at the abortion clinics 
um, to, for those mothers. Mm -hmm. But then the Lord even spoke to my heart a little bit further and said, what are you willing to do? Mm -hmm. Are you willing to get your hands dirty? Mm -hmm. So my wife and I, we became foster parents in New York and said, you know what? We're going to take this a little step further. Mm -hmm. um, we're not just going to pray, but we're going to let people know that we're going to support them in a decision yeah. and that God didn't give us the responsibility to take care of other people, but he did call us that we could help. Yeah. And we became foster parents to help. So it's been part of the culture of our church. Um, since we've been there, we have always promoted life. Mm -hmm. On Mother's Day, we usually give a gift mm -hmm. to the mother with the youngest child, and that um, includes the child that's in the womb. Mm -hmm. So uh, we really want to promote life, um, especially in our community. Amen. That's, that's such a blessing. You know, in China, they actually celebrate, they start counting your age as your conception mm -hmm. date. Right, exactly. And they figure that out. So mm -hmm. there's, there's, you're kind of doing that yep. at your church by mm -hmm. celebrating the birth mm -hmm. uh, or the un. The, the, the youngest the child right. <laughs> in the womb. Right. So, so Pastor, would you say that uh, you became a pro-life because it was a spiritual awakening? I always say that yep. it has to be a spiritual awakening that would happen because that's what happened with me. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody convinced me because of the argument or mm -hmm. anything like that. In fact, I wasn't even really that much interested in it. But I had a spiritual awakening yep. when God moved to a pastor speaking to me, and, and then my eyes were opened, and I started really reflecting, and all of a sudden I saw things I didn't see mm -hmm. before. Yep. And God awakened sensitivities that I'd never felt before. And it gave me a passion for this that mm -hmm. says I could never go to sleep on this again. And so I looked at it as a spiritual awakening. And look where these awakenings can lead us to when mm -hmm. we follow God, especially like in your example. I wanted people to hear what you're doing down there in Inglewood because mm -hmm. we're working together right. <clears throat> on a couple of projects, one being that we are opening up a pregnancy center, yes. crisis pregnancy center in your church yep. uh, with the Chicago Alliance for Life, working with PASS, Illinois Family, Institute and the, and the Human Alliance. And mm -hmm. so uh, we, we opened up a pregnancy center. Where are we in that process? I know you've been talking to Steve Jelisma, and, yep. and so things are going on. How's it coming? So, you know, uh, Miss Susie Wilson passed away. Yes, she did. And yeah. she was truly spearheading um, the project. Mm -hmm. And after her passing, I was just like, I was shocked, right? Yeah, we so, all were caught us by surprise. Mm -hmm. yeah. But we were looking to launch in January, mm -hmm. but after her passing, they needed to figure out some things on her side. Mm -hmm. So I'm praying within the next two to three months that we will be open and ready to go. Um, I know that the training is about to take place. So we have some ladies in our church mm -hmm. um, who's saying that they want mm -hmm. um, to be a part of this process mm -hmm. and they will be going through training. So hopefully within the next two to three months, we'll be ready to go. Yeah, and we're excited about that because, you know, the first one uh, coming along from the Alliance and also we got several other pastors who are in the pipeline. So mm -hmm. after you get up and going, I'm happy to say the Lord has provided the resources necessary to get it done. So we're excited about that. But this mm -hmm. is just one portion of yes. what you're doing there. Right. There's a bigger side to that mm -hmm. that's got me even more excited. You right. you took me to let me see it, but you gotta talk to these people. Let them know what God mm -hmm. is. Do we want to do it now? Do we have time? Well, well let's we let me ask a question and okay. we'll go into that maybe On the in the other second side of the half. Break. Yeah. Um so so it sounds like your congregation is really involved with you and supportive of what your your leadership. Yes. How is the community responding? And what what is the attitude you're 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 encountering as you bring this whole holistic approach mm -hmm. um, to and challenge the the community. Well, the community really loves our church. So if you if you come to our community, no everyone has good things to say about us because we have always been a church that has been community oriented. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so anything that we do, the community knows like we're not they're not doing it for themselves. They're not doing it for the news. You won't find us on too many news reports or on um, news stations. Um, because we're just trying to share the love of God. You're not going to camp out on the top of a. Never mind. I better not say that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the community has has really supported us, and what what I find too, especially in the African American community, um, life is important. Amen. As much as we're targeted, um, I have watched grandmothers raise their grandchildren. Sure. You know, aunties taking care of their um, the nieces and nephews. So in the African American community, I would say they're very conservative, right? And they really love life um, as well. But what the African-American community um, don't have is resources. And I believe um, what we're about to do is going to bring resources to the community. But I believe what it's going to do, you talk about a spiritual awakening, Mm -hmm. it's going to awaken some of these bigger churches Mm -hmm. to say, I thought we didn't have the resource, but if if Pastor Moody could do it, that's right. Mm -hmm. What's stopping us? Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. believe that this is going to start a wave in the African American community to bring resources to um, help life, because no one in the African American community, I truly believe, um, want to 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 abort the life of their child. Absolutely, absolutely. And there's so much potential. Right. Mm -hmm. There's so much potential. But um, listen very quickly. One of the things that God has you know placed on our heart was to look at Chicago as not just a problem, right. but there's a promise of mm-hmm. Chicago. There's a promise that Chicago represents. If God moving can resurrect communities and put families back together and have you know centers of life come up in some of these communities, it could signal a real a potential of change for any place in the country. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, a, a sweeping energy that can come because what God is doing in Chicago. Yeah. So I, you talk about awakening other pastors and other yeah. churches, absolutely, because we have to come out of this slumber, you know, as God has awakened many others and wake up and see what our vital role is, right. the Church of Jesus Christ, in having transformational changes in these areas. And we really want to highlight the churches that God is using to do that, because it will do that. It can start an avalanche of people mm-hmm. going, look Amen. look at God. If he did it here, God could do it over here. Amen. Amen. You know who else had that same t- type of vision for Chicago way back when? Another guy named Moody. That's White right. L. Moody. White L. Moody. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he, he was doing it through Sunday school, and then the, the big Chicago fire happened, and mm-hmm. he had to redo everything mm-hmm. and get things going again. So mm-hmm. we've got another Moody in town. Moody's <laughs> here. <laughs> and we're going to, on the other side of the break, we're going to talk about this great project that right. you got coming that All I'm right. so excited That's about. a good tease. Stay tuned for the next half. We'll be right back. With a one-minute look at culture from a Christian worldview, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. According to a recent study out of the UK, the more siblings that one has, the less likely they are to get divorced. For each added brother or sister, researchers found, the probability of divorce later in life dropped by as much as 11%. A similar study in the US a few years ago yielded similar results. A range of theories have been suggested to explain the phenomenon. Siblings teach us how to live with and love someone we don't always like. And a house full of people is a very effective place to learn conflict resolution. These, of course, are useful skills in marriage and can even help one set realistic expectations for a marriage. Now, of course, this doesn't mean that only children are socially deficient or destined for divorce, but it does point to a reality that marriage and family belong together, that family life is a crucible, maybe hard, but it makes us better people. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point.
All right, welcome back. I'm here with Reverend Caesar LaFleur and Pastor Charles Moody, and we're talking about what God is doing on the south side of Chicago in Inglewood in Washington Park, and uh, Pastor Moody is spearheading this. You want to Tell yeah, absolutely. Pastor Moody, as we mentioned before, is working with us, the Chicago Alliance for Life, to open up a pregnancy resource center in his church. Amen. It's part of a unique concept that we're targeting churches it's a brilliant to open up concept. pregnancy centers. And the whole idea about that is to be able to extend the love of Jesus Christ and the gospel of Jesus Christ to our communities, these women who find themselves in need and get an opportunity to minister to that need and then share the gospel with them. You know a good friend of mine, Sylvia Matthews Johnson out of Houston, Texas, runs the Houston Pregnancy Centers. She mentioned you to me. She says, this is pastor doing great things. I said, I know that dude. <laughs> and so uh, she, she sees 35,000 women a year at her centers, and she shares the gospel with 35,000 women a year. So we thought you know, it was an exciting thing to be able to open up pregnancy centers in churches, and Pastor Moody was one of the first pastors to step up and go, yeah, we're in, we'll do it. But it's just part of what he's doing. He has a bigger project, not bigger in importance, but just bigger in scope yeah. along the same lines to be able to extend life in Inglewood. Pastor, why don't you take a few moments and tell us what you're doing, and then also make sure you tell us what you need to help you get right. that done. So I'm grateful for um, even meeting you that day, mm -hmm. uh, because life has been part of it, the issue of my heart, but it, we lacked the resource, mm -hmm. right? And I was just like, how can we really help? And when you came in and talked about the crisis pregnancy, said, I said, this is it. Mm -hmm. We have space. Mm -hmm. I mean, how much of our church is being used throughout the day? Mm -hmm. We could give a couple of rooms for this yes. and mm -hmm. um, give people the opportunity to save their children. But on my way back from that meeting that we had, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me and say, where are they going to go? Mm -hmm. And as I mm -hmm. pulled into the alley of the church property, we have a three flat building, um, almost 15,000 square feet. Mm -hmm vacant space mm -hmm. and i've been praying for years lord i don't want to just do something good with this building mm -hmm. i need a god idea mm -hmm. and as i was rolling through that alley that god idea came through and the lord spoke to my heart and say turn wow. this fifteen thousand square feet building into a maternity house for women wow. with unplanned pregnancy but don't just stop with the single mother who may this baby be their first pregnancy but reach out to also women who may have children mm. and who are pregnant, who husbands are telling them, I'm going to leave you mm. if you have this baby, mm -hmm. that we will say we will support you up to three years, wow. that you don't have to give up this life of a child. And I pray that God will reconcile relationships through this. But that building will be able to hold a maximum, I'm hoping, of 25 women um, that will go through programming, mm -hmm. that will, there will be mental health programs, right. there will mm -hmm. be job training, mm -hmm. there will be opportunities for them to um, go back to school. Our church also has a preschool that we um, are able to take children six weeks to five years old. Mm -hmm. So while they're getting the training, they will be able to go into the preschool as well and be taught. So most of our preschoolers, they are reading at the age of four. So when they leave us, they're reading and, um, at a kindergarten level. Wait a minute, wait. At the age of four? At the age of four. God my, bless you, Pastor. My sons was reading at the age of four with the same program we brought to Chicago. I'm from New York. Now there's something you can love about New York. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the vision, so the cost right now, the estimate cost for that project is about $5 million. Mm -hmm. 
and that's to do a rehab of the building. We have to make it um, handicap accessible as well. But it's a five billion dollar project. I'm not afraid because I serve a big God who has a lot of money yes, um, that could get it done. And I believe in the body of Christ. Yes, sir. Um, I've been speaking to people nationally who have heard this vision, mm. and everyone is excited because there is not a maternity house on the south side of Chicago. That's right. And the reality is this: that we know that the African-American um, community has been targeted. Mm -hmm. um, but the reality is that we don't have the resources in the community. And the Lord is calling us to bring this maternity house to the South Side. And you're stepping out on faith. Yes. Do we have a GoFundMe page yet for you? Not yet. Or go send whatever that Christian version is. Right. Mm. We, we we don't have it yet, but people have been saying, because we're in the concept stage. Absolutely. Right, right. now. Mm. Okay. Right. So we've been traveling around, Nathan, you and I, and um, we've been finding out because we don't want, we're men. Yeah. What mm -hmm. do we know about a, mm -hmm. what a, a pregnancy mm -hmm. center? Mm -hmm. What do we know about a maternity house? Mm -hmm. Sure. So we've been meeting with anyone. We do have an architect. Mm -hmm. um, we're working with an architect, Jack Corp. Mm -hmm. um, this architect firm was so excited about the project that they did, they're doing the drawings um, and the renderings for free. Mm -hmm. God bless right. them. Mm -hmm. um, because they're so excited. They said, we have never had a project like this. Um, so many people is excited about this mm -hmm. project that... I could just see the hand of God moving Absolutely. on this, that life is that right. important to God, right. that God is not opening doors, but kicking doors open <laughs> you, you know, so that we can do this. Pastor, I always tell people that God has a more currency than just dollar bills. Yep. I mean, just even being able to share the vision with someone in such a way that it ignites them and have them go talk about it and talk about it. Yeah. The vision that God has given you and the passion for it, it became contagious. I caught it. And so I got excited <laughs> about it. And remember, I made, I said it to you and I said to the, we've made a commitment that we're going to work with you until God brings that Amen. to pass, Amen. you know, because we are partners in, in this and we want to see you succeed. Amen. So we want people to know about what you're doing and you're absolutely right. God so, has every dollar we need. So there's some listeners right now saying, how can I help? Well, we do. You could get donate. Um, we do have a donate through ChicagoCityLifeCenter.org. ChicagoCityLifeCenter.org. Yep, let me say that real slow again. Yeah. <laughs> ChicagoCityLifeCenter.org. All together. Could, all together. Yep. And they could go to the donate tab, and there's a memo section, and mm -hmm. they could put maternity house. Okay. All funds that we receive for the maternity house goes into a separate account, um, and 100% goes directly to the maternity Beautiful. house. And it's a 501c3. It is a 501c3. So they get a tax deduction. Yes. All right. It's a wonderful way to get a tax Absolutely. deduction. Absolutely. And then, man, just this vision, you, you know, you said Chicago City Life was going to be the life center of Chicago. You got to make that area with the pregnancy center and then with the with the life center, the residency and all the other things that's happening over there. Man, my heart just gets excited when I think yeah, about yeah. the message and the imagery mm -hmm. that that sends out. So yeah. what was once known as the Valley of Death. Yes. Know, God is transforming That's into right. the center of life. Because what a, what a of beacon of hope. Like what you. a beacon That's of right. hope. That's right. So, so we're with you, brother. Amen. amen. So w would you be also looking for like little demo crews or little um, painting crews yeah. or what have you? Yep. So when we start going, I believe, and this is, I believe we probably could sa save about a million dollars just on uh, manual labor. Volunteer yes. work. From, right. from mm -hmm. those who are gifted as mm -hmm. electricians. Right. Painters, carpenters, because whoever the contract is, mm -hmm. I'm letting them know that I have brothers and sisters who skilled yeah. mm -hmm. that want to come in and do a day. Yesterday, we had a cleanup day. Mm -hmm. A church um, raised $20,000 for the maternity house. Mm -hmm. But this church said, listen, we don't just want to give you money. Mm -hmm. We want to get some skin in the game. That's mm -hmm. what I'm thinking. And they cleared out 
a floor um, a floor for us to get the place ready. Mobile Mini donated one of their um, ultrasound um, machines. No, no, the Mobile dumpster. Mini the the the, um, the storage containers mm. okay. so that we could take the things out of the house and store it and there store as it. well. Yeah. And this church came over and and they worked hard yesterday. And we cleared one floor, so we have one more floor that we mm-hmm. need to clear. Okay, so we need a team to help us clear that floor. floor How many as well. folks do you need? As much will come. Mm-hmm. The, the, okay. more, the more people, right. the quicker it'll yeah. be done. The more, right. the more hands, the... the, 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 the I'm glad we're talking about this on yeah. the radio. I mentioned the ministry in, in, in Roseland, uh, that a, a volunteer team from some suburb, you know, and I came, and not only did they do all of the labor in rehabbing those houses, but they provided all the material. They did that mm-hmm. because they wanted to Amen. have skin in the game That's right. in ministry in Roseland. So yeah. there are people out there. God's got people out oh, there. Yeah. Amen. Man, all the resources need to be done. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to have you on so that we could put this out there so those people who have those resources, that have that skill, who have those dollars can hear what God is doing in Inglewood Amen. and have an opportunity to share in the ministry Amen. with you. Appreciate so I'd be remiss if I didn't talk to you a little bit about politics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are the local political officials responding to you? The, 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 the alderman, the state mm-hmm. rep, the state senator, you know, mm-hmm. the mayor? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you, our my alderman, they just shifted the zone. Yes. So I have a new one. So I haven't really spoken to her. But our old alderman, was her name was Pat Dow. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with I Pat Dow. I am familiar with her name, but no. Yeah. But Pat Dow and our church always had a good relationship, um, meaning that we was a church that always supported the community. So we always wanted to be a church that would go to our political offic- officials and let them know we're here to serve the community. Yeah. We don't need you to serve us. We're mm-hmm. here to serve you. Mm-hmm. And how can we serve you? So sometimes during those um, violent times, the city was looking for us mm, to course. serve our community. Yeah. The police department was looking for us Absolutely. to go out there and do some positive laudering to bring peace on the streets. So as of right now, um, our new alderman right now is Janet Taylor. I mean, and I don't know her, yeah. and, and I don't know her as well, too well. But I did go to her office last week, Thursday. So I've been going to her office just to find out who she is. Sure. She's running for a reelection as well. So I want to find out who she is and if she will support what um, we're doing here. And my prayer is that she will support what we're doing. Um, I know that the city has heard about what we're doing and they're supportive as of right now mm-hmm. in what we're doing as well, because we're taking some of the things that um, that they care about affordable housing, mental health, and um, women in crisis. So we're hitting some of the areas that the city is saying mm-hmm. is important to them. Absolutely. And they're saying, okay, how can we can? But um, there will be no compromise in the gospel. No, of absolutely Jesus Christ, not. So. And, mm-hmm. and the best case scenario is um, leave us alone. Yeah, <laughs> right? sure. Yep. Right. Yep. Just let us do our thing, and and we'll we'll do we'll take care of it. Yep. Yeah, that, Pastor, I would be remiss if I didn't address the issue about education, because you know one of our major projects we're doing here mm-hmm. is working on the public school exit, getting our children out of these failing government schools mm-hmm. right. that indoctrinates them with anti-biblical ideologies and yeah. ideas mm-hmm. and get them into discipleship by home schools, church schools, micro schools. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, are you a church that would be interested in also having a school or what do you what do you think about getting our kids out of public school? So you already know I have a preschool. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So academics is important. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you remember I was also a principal yes, mm-hmm. of a Christian mm-hmm. school from No kidding. Pre um That's pre, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah. pre K to eighth grade. No kidding. I was a principal of Yonkers Christian um Academy. 
And I was a principal for four years. So I remember when I became the principal, I asked the Lord, why am I a principal? I don't even really like school. <laughs> uh, but the reality was the Lord would show me how important education is mm -hmm. yeah. and the confidence that it will bring. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I do believe that it's important because some of the schools are failing. I mean, we have adopted schools where we go in and I, and I just bring hope um, to the children mm -hmm. as well. Um, but I believe that we have to make sure that when our children comes into our school, they leave way better. Mm -hmm. And as a principal, um, our children always did well academically. We started out using Abeka books, mm -hmm. and sure. then we um, use ACSI um, mm -hmm. sure. um, mm -hmm. curriculum as mm -hmm. well. But we had dedicated teachers that were believers as well that was just praying for the students. Um, yes. And it was it was ministry. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a job. That's right. And I believe if we have more schools where it'll be more of a ministry than a job, you're going to see children, not just children, families yes. impacted. Mm -hmm. And um, as a principal, we used to do shows and our auditorium used to be packed out. And because of that, parents, grandparents, moms, dads, uncles, sisters, brothers would hear the gospel of Jesus Christ Amen. preach. So it just gave us an opportunity to share the gospel with so many people that we wouldn't if we Amen. didn't have a school. Wow. Praise so God. it sounds like you're you're maybe interested in doing a micro school at your I mean, church it, in listen, the future. I, I would do it. I have a, 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 a friend, uh, Marty Ozinga. Yeah. And uh, Marty Ozinga has been um, very instrumental in us starting our preschool. Mm -hmm. And Marty asked me one day, so Charles, are you interested in starting um, going higher? And I said, Marty, I don't know. Let me just start with the preschool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but if the property, so we sit on two, two, almost two and a half acres of land. Mm -hmm. Nice. We have a lot of property. Nice. Um, that's not my property. Just mm -hmm. God's. It's God's. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. And my thing has always been, if the Lord will send someone with the vision, someone with the will to start a school, I'm all for it. Amen. And I will support them and Amen. give them the resources, whatever they need to get it done. Well, that's good to hear because we already had you down in the books. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of our very next steps. But yeah. yeah. No, no. Yeah. Please, let's stay in touch about that. That's so important. Mm -hmm. And as you were talking about, you know, giving kids hope and the assembly hope um, with the gospel message, um, I can't help but think, you know, our, our young people today, and it doesn't matter if you're Inglewood or if you're in Beverly, right? Mm -hmm. Um the, the the depression rates, the suicide rates, the drug addiction rates of our young people mm -hmm. are skyrocketing, and right. that's directly connected to their lack of hope. Mm -hmm. And they need hope. Mm -hmm. And Ephesians 2.10 tells us that God has a plan for us yep. for even before we were born. Mm -hmm. Good works for us to do. Mm -hmm. And all we have to do is find them. But yep. we have to walk with him to find it. Yes. And that's the key. So, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Hope is vital Amen. for every community, um, Inglewood and Beverly, too. Amen. <laughs> Amen. God bless you, Pastor, so much for what you're doing over there. How can the people reach you again? Yes. They, need... they could reach me at ChicagoCityLifeCenter.org. Um, That's where you could donate. Mm -hmm. But if you want to reach me, you can reach me at Charles at ChicagoCityLifeCenter.org. Pretty That's simple. Charles. Mm -hmm. at chicagocitylifecenter.org and I'll love to meet anyone. Yeah, I pray Wonderful. that your email will blow up and mm -hmm. that the donations would come in and God would give you every resource Amen. that That's you right. need to do that great Amen. work. Uh, you know what? It takes all kinds though, right? It's a bunch of small donations, Absolutely. a couple medium donations, yep. one or two huge donations. Yep. Well, we'll take any of That's it. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I just want to thank you guys for what you're doing yeah. um, in our state 
can't be easy doing the work that you're doing, but I thank you for your faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are encouragement and an inspiration to so many people who thank are pro-life you, to continue to move forward. So keep up the good work. Don't thank become you. weary. You know what, Dr. Lutzer, you know who he is, mm-hmm. right? He tells me every time he sees me, Dave, we're not called to victory. We're called to faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so let's just be faithful. And that's, I, I'm going to be content. If I'm faithful, I can stand before the Lord and said, I did what I could. Yep. You know, Amen. that's it. You know, that's yeah. the key. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, with that, I'm just going to sign off and say thank you. Uh, and then, uh, Lord, I just ask you to bless everything Pastor is doing here. We're asking you to um, prosper the cause right there in Inglewood, right there in Washington Park, for your namesake, not, not for, for any for not not for Moody's sake, not for IFI's sake, not for public school exit's sake, but for your name's sake. Yes, may Lord. you get the glory and the honor. As you're lifted up, may you draw all to you. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Moody. Thank you, guys. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.